At Better Leaders, Better Schools, we believe when you get better, everyone wins. It's really that simple. By investing in your own leadership development, everything happens from there. You get better, your staff gets better, your students get better, your community gets better. And this isn't just a phrase that I made up. JFK said the same thing. He said, a rising tide lifts all boats. It's the same idea. By taking care of yourself, you take care of others. Now, starting today and over the next four weeks through July, we're going to have a lot of special uh, podcast episodes that are focused on mastermind members because these really are some extraordinary school leaders doing phenomenal stuff within their schools. We're also going to demystify what the mastermind experience is like. Many people are interested in the mastermind, but they just don't have a sense of what is this leadership development community really all about. So hopefully through some of these case studies over the next five weeks, you'll get to hear uh, what the mastermind experience is like. And if it fits, if it aligns with your values, if it seems to resonate with something inside you and with how you want to grow, I want to really encourage you to apply. And if you go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash mastermind, you can learn all about the community. And then if you choose, you can complete that application and join what is arguably the world's best professional development opportunity for school leaders. That's because it's responsive, relevant, and results-oriented professional development. Unlike the PD that is usually offered to you, which is too little, too late, unhelpful, and disconnected. Finally, I want to make the case that this is now the best time to join the mastermind. And there's a few reasons for that. One, we're getting back into the school year, at least if you're listening to this episode as it's released. So we're in the summer, and this is a great time to be preparing for a successful school year. Two, we've added so much value this year that it's kind of crazy. I've been talking about it on different workshops and webinars through email, if you subscribe to emails. But very broadly, at a high level, let me just unpack how we've added value. We've added a three-year certification program to run successful schools. Uh, We've added uh, two one-day retreats that you get to come to for free and really solidify uh, what you've learned in the mastermind, what you've learned in the certification program, and to bring those relationships uh, to the next level and continue to build that network, a really powerful network. You know, it was Jim Rohn who said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. These are school leaders you want to spend time with and learn from. And then the final reason you want to join now, and this is just literally dollars and cents, August, in August, uh, the mastermind membership is going up. And that hasn't happened for maybe about four years. I know it's been at least three, and it's still very reasonably priced and fairly priced as well. Uh, But you can get basically the best 
best deal that's out there right now. And as long as you apply and are accepted into the program before August. So again, go to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash mastermind to check it all out. And now over to our main conversation with the amazing Demetrius Ball. Hey, it's Danny, Chief Ruckus Maker over at Better Leaders, Better Schools. I'm a principal development and retention expert. I am a best-selling author, and I host two of the world's most downloaded podcasts. And we'll be right back with our main conversation after a few messages from our show sponsors. Learn how to successfully navigate change, shape your school's success, and lead your teams with Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. Get world-class Harvard faculty research specifically adapted for pre-K through 12 schools. Self-paced online professional development that fits your schedule. Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. With TeachFX, teachers are creating classrooms that are alive with conversation. Their app gives teachers insights into high-level practices like how much student talk happened, Which questions got students talking? It's eye-opening for teachers and scales the impact of coaches and principals and ruckus makers. Start your free pilot today at teachfx.com slash BLBS. If executive functioning skills are integral to student success, then why aren't they taught explicitly and consistently in classrooms? I have no idea. I have no idea why that doesn't happen. But what I do know is that our friends over at Organized Binder have created a new course that will teach your teachers how to set up students for success via executive functioning skills. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com slash go. Demetrius Ball is a dynamic leader focused on serving his family and community. As a current high school principal, Demetrius is committed to creating a climate and school culture that is welcoming and inclusive for all students and staff members and sees strong relationships as the key to helping students and staff thrive. He has presented at local, regional, and national conferences on topics such as technology integration, podcasting, the power of developing your professional, personal learning community, restorative justice, and culturally responsive teaching. Demetrius is a graduate of the United States military, West Point, New York, where his leadership journey truly began. After graduation, he served five years as a field artillery officer in the Army, completing two tours in the Middle East. Demetrius lives in North Carolina with his wife, Balu, his West Point classmate, and four children. Right. I think uh, your family probably calls you Demetrius, or at least, you know, mom and dad, right? The kids at school, they... Well, actually, my mom calls me Demetrius. My dad calls me Sean. And I don't know if I've given you the ba- that background story. Right. No, I don't know that you ever have. But uh, I might ask you about it in another show, potentially. But that's interesting sure. to learn. Sure. Uh, your students, Principal Ball, right? They're yes. calling you Principal Ball, uh, or big man on campus, maybe potentially. And I like to call you D Money, right? And so, uh, Demetrius, it's awesome to have you here joining me on the uh, audiobook version of uh, Mastermind. And we're really we're here to tell your story. So, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Danny. 
I appreciate right. it. So let's start at the beginning. Can you remember uh, what like life and leadership was like before joining the mastermind? It was very isolated. I will say before I joined the mastermind, I actually had jumped into the assistant principal role at an elementary school. And it was a really challenging environment on its own and not really having someone to share my experiences with and just vent and let things out and brainstorm how to make it through some of these challenges was really difficult. And so felt like I was on my own and I ended up making a change mid-year from that school to a, to another. And when I was able to make that move, I was really able to reflect and say, you know, I, I need some more. I need some more development. I need some more opportunities to have a space to really grow, learn, and share and just have, have a sounding board. And that's when uh, I decided that uh, I needed to join a mastermind. Awesome. Tell me more about like, I guess the isolation and why that is such a uh, obstacle maybe to leadership capacity and growth. I've always had the mindset that folks, you're more productive when you have other folks that you're able to work with, uh, share and learn from. Because I transitioned from the army into education and was teaching a lot of classes that I didn't necessarily have uh, a background in, but because I was part of some really strong teams that collaborated really well, I grew a ton, became a much better teacher because of that group, because of our ideas that we were sharing, content that we were sharing and working through. And so when I made the transition to admin, that was that collaborative piece was something that, that I felt like I was missing in that community uh, because you know, it's easy to get, just like in the classroom, it's really easy to get caught up in your day-to-day and you feel like, you know, I'm the only one that's doing this and I just, there's just not necessarily anyone to share those experiences with. And so it was a challenge, but then, you know, just again, pulling back and when I made that transition, just realizing, okay, uh, I really need to have a place where I can have a safe environment to to have conversations that are challenging and learn from folks that have been through those experiences already. So shifting schools and not wanting to repeat, you know, this uh, experience in isolation, would you say that was the catalyst or was it something else? I think that was probably the biggest catalyst. I've always, when I decided that I was going to, you know, get into education, you know, I had to, you know, just take that jump, take, make that leap and, uh, go seek out the opportunity to for school and stuff like that. And then uh, when I decided that I wanted to get an admin, get my admin credential, like I had to jump out there and do that as well. So I've always been one for developing myself professionally. And I felt that, you know, when I made that transition, it's like, you know what, there, I need something to, to help grow because I've always needed that. Right. Uh, and so, like, you know, being a loyal listener, to the podcast and I was like, hey, I gotta I, I gotta tap into this guy. That's cool. And I, I'm so thrilled that you did tap in. We've been connected since then. Uh you're certainly one of my favorites. And uh 
So, so, so you joined. Uh, obviously, you didn't want the isolation. You wanted to be connected. You wanted that safe space. In addition to those things, I don't know, was there like a number one goal you wanted to achieve or was it more just having that kind of support? I think the biggest thing was having that support at the time. And I didn't really have an end goal, you know, whether it was career-wise, like I want to get to this certain point. I always knew that I wanted to become a principal, that uh, because of my experience in the mastermind, I was able to get to that point faster than I would have without. So, so yeah, I, w- I would say that the mastermind just opened my eyes to the possibility and helped me develop uh, some confidence. Because, you know, you, we talk about it and you talk about it often about that imposter syndrome. Like, am I really ready for the next step? And just having thought partners in the mastermind, like, yeah, you can do that. You can do this. Absolutely. Right. Uh, I'm curious. So you had the military background and then you found us in the mastermind. Was there anything you tried in between those two experiences in terms of uh, being connected as a leader uh, to, I guess, achieve yeah, the support right, and safety that you were looking for? You know, going through my admin credential program, one of the requirements was for you to join a professional organization. So I actually joined NASP, National Association okay. of Secondary Principals. Right. And I went to the conference 2014 in Dallas. And, you know, that really kind of opened up my eyes to like, wow, you know, there's a whole community of administrators because you know, I was still a classroom teacher. But, you know, it was all admin and then like they all wanted to be successful and they all wanted everyone there to be successful. Mm. And so I was like, oh, this is a pretty cool experience. And so at that time, that's when I started getting into social media. I remember that one of the presenters was actually the, what they call it, the tech principal of the year. Oh, okay. And uh, actually got me signed up for Twitter and at the conference. And I was like, isn't that just for like, you know, celebrities to sh- to share pictures of what they ate for dinner and stuff like that. Yeah, because I had no really uh, no really connection. But then you know, she told me, "Hey, you know, these follow me. Look at the profiles of the folks that I follow that follow me. Yeah, yeah. And just you know, just kind of dive in. And so, 2014 is when I became a connected educator, and just like the whole world opened up to me, and just realized like wow, there's a community of folks that want to learn, want to grow. Yeah. And then, you know, these whole Twitter chat things, like that was another area where you're able to, you know, another opportunity to connect and learn and share. And so like connecting digitally was something that really grew me as a teacher at the time and grew me as an early young AP. Right. Yeah, Twitter was the spot. For educators, right? Uh, there's still a lot of people. I actually just deactivated my account. I think it's accessible now. First, that's my personal opinion. Okay. So whatever. And you don't, you know, I'm not asking you to comment on that. Uh, let's keep it positive. Have you, uh, was there ever like a celebrity or like high status individual that followed you and you were like, wow, I can't believe that just happened? Cause I have one I want to share with you, but I want to ask if you had one first. No, honestly, no. It's just, you know, those, some of those edgy celebrities that are out there, but nothing. Sure, sure. 
Yeah, no, no one like, you know, shattering, I guess. But, you know, at the time, like as a teacher, I was like, oh, wow, it's cool that that, that educator followed me. But yeah, no one outside of Keisha would necessarily know who they are. Out of the blue, Tay Diggs followed me. And yeah, really? still following me to this day, right? So it's like, oh, oh I'm going to lose that connection. But I don't know why. And yeah, that's my one. That's a claim to fame. So I should say principal development retention expert, best-selling author, host of two of the world's most downloaded podcasts, and followed by Tay Diggs on Twitter. I'm going to add that, I think, to my bio. Go. You should. You should. That's an opportunity waiting to happen out there. Thanks for uh, allowing me to joke around. So, all right, NASP, NAESP, I love both organizations. I get a lot of value going to their conferences. I attend regularly. I've had the privilege to speak at a number of those. Uh, Fun fact, I don't know if you knew this, but I've actually run some workshops to train their coaches that coach school leaders, right? So sort of coaching the coaches there at NAESP. And I also uh, done workshops for them on how to uh, run the mastermind model from their organization to serve school leaders. Uh, so those two things, and then there's Twitter with the connected. Those are good experiences. I don't want to, I'm not knocking them, but they weren't the mastermind, right? So can you tell me like, why were you still looking? Cause you had the NASSP experience. You had Twitter, but why was it mastermind really that hit for you? I needed that, that personal experience, you know, since graduating from undergraduate, I hadn't had that, uh, in-person experience with with other folks until I went and got my admin credential. I was living in Maryland and able to get my administrative certification through uh, Coppin State University in Baltimore. And, you know, it was in person twice a week and like being face-to-face and in community with folks was just like, this is good. And then, you know, all my other education had at that point had pretty much all been digital and it wasn't necessarily face to face. Obviously, the way that the masterminds format formatted, you know, we're meeting online, but at the same time, like it's live. We're interacting. Yeah. You know, you can see my face. I can see your face and we can go back and forth and have that connection. So although that it is digital, like it's much more personal than, you know, the tweets or, you know, all, all those. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's super cool. And we, uh, you know, we have live events too. So there's opportunities to connect and we're actually going to be adding more. And I'll tell you about that later as well. Did you have a fear or reservation about joining? I think the only reservation was the cost. Okay. Yeah. But you know, besides that, like I was willing to dive in. Uh, I've never, well, I'll say this. I've grown with being comfortable sharing my story and sharing who I am with other folks, you know, by the time I started the master, started the mastermind, I was like, yeah, this is what I need in order to, you know, continue to grow. So I, I was, there wasn't reservations as far as like getting in and getting involved. I was yeah. definitely interested to see like, who are these folks going to be? And uh, yeah, but it's been great. Costs can be an obstacle. How, how did you move past that? You know, I've always looked at it as uh, investing in myself and investing in my future. And so I'm all, we've, my wife and I have been blessed with, you know, never being in a spot where we have, where money has been an issue for us. I, I just can't, you know, just describe how, you know, how fortunate, how blessed we are 
to never have been in that spot since we've, you know, since we've been out of college. And so, wow. you know, so well, the money wasn't an issue. Um, once we had, we, we sat down and had that discussion and you know, I was able to say, hey, you know, this is going to make me better. And then, uh, yeah, and then that's how we, that's how we got past it. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. And then you, so you joined, what was it like when you first started coming to the mastermind group? It was, you know, it was pretty cool to be part of a group and just get to see all these different folks from all over the place and with, you know, that goal of just being a better educator. And so it was just like, wow, folks on the other side of the world or folks down south or, you know, other parts of the United States. We all got similar challenges. Uh, we've got, you know, different demographics, different communities. And so that was an eye-opening thing, too, to hear folks that, you know, are in communities where there may not be a lot of parent support or there's a whole lot of parent involvement and it's too much. And, you know, just uh, culturally and socioeconomically, the differences, but even with all those differences, so many similarities. And so it was just like really cool and refreshing to, you know, go through and uh, and see and learn uh, about this awesome group of educators from all over the place. Right. What surprised you most when you joined? It's like, okay. It was really cool to see how willing everyone was to share their experiences and also like, just one of the amazing things, like, yeah, we're reading books. Yeah. And we're talking the books. And we always talk about how, you know, you can make all these excuses about how you don't have time to do these things. Yeah. Like, you're making time to read. You're making time to discuss and, you know, think about questions and how be an active reader. And you're taking the time out of your day, an hour every week, be a part of this community. And so, like, since I've been in the master, like, please don't give me excuses if there's not time. Because yeah, I hear you. <laughs> all of us. Like, you, you, make, you make time for what's important to you. You sure do. And think, you know, I'm a habit type of person. And so when I have the habit of reading, when I have the habit of blocking that out this hour, mm-hmm. out each week, it can be done. And there are hundreds of us doing it. Yeah. I don't know how many of the mastermind at this point, but. Well, by the time the, the audio book comes out, it'll be hundreds, right? So, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. I think the real number, it might be 87. I want to say it's like 87 right now. Yeah. But, you know, to be honest, my vision is one day 5,000. I actually used to be scared to say that out loud, to be honest. So this is just like a little mini teaching point. But uh, I believe in the model. I see you know, how transformative for awesome and you're an awesome leader, right? And I see your growth where I talk to, you know, somebody in your system and they're just bragging on you and all the great stuff you're doing. And so that, that makes me super proud. And so it's a question of like getting the word out, finding the right people. But uh, the reason 5,000 doesn't scare me anymore, not only like is it a function of confidence, I just did the math, right? And it's real, it's like, Less than 5% of all the school leaders 
in the United States and Canada alone, right? I think it might be around 3, 3% or something like that. That feels doable. Even though 5,000 is a big number, 3%, 5%, whatever, that, that's a small. So I don't know if that's helpful to you. Hopefully it's helpful to the listener. But yeah, that's the goal we're building toward. And I, we're going to get there one day. I'll figure it out. How about uh, what was hard about, I guess, using the mastermind and be candid, right? Like the most difficult part or challenging part about being a participant? That's a difficult question. Yeah. I think, you know, just the consistency, because there are times where you got a lot of stuff going on. And I mean, I was adamant about not missing when I initially started. But just understanding, like, you know, that is life. So it is hard. It's hard. To, it's hard to miss. But it's really important. I think it's like a community. And so sometimes it's hard when uh, you're used to a certain group and being part of the folk. But then other, you know, and then life happens. And some folks decide that, you know, the mastermind isn't for them. But it's also cool the fact that we're, we're always welcoming new folks in. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the, from the mastermind that I'm in now, it's not the first one that I was in because uh, that first time just didn't really work for me anymore. And so I had to go to, you know, because it was Tuesday and then I had to go to Wednesday in a later time uh, just because how my schedule was working out. So it was tough. It was tough to leave that group and join another yeah. group. I've been in the same group now for, I don't know, how many years now? Yeah, I can't even count that high. So I actually forgot that you were in another group. That's how long you've been in the guiding principles. So, yeah, that's interesting. I was in the mastermind before groups had names. So, yeah. That's like OG status. So (laughs) amazing. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is proudly sponsored by Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. I know many mastermind members and many ruckus makers who listen to this show that have gone through the program and have loved the experience. But don't just take it from me. Let's hear how some of the Harvard faculty describe the impact and their heart for this program. Leadership is joyful work, empowering others to do their best work. Principals do that with teachers and teachers do that with students and empowering others to educate themselves or to be educated is just one of the most important things we can do in this world. Building, We're building people. We're building the next generation of leaders and educators. Learn more about the program and apply at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. When classrooms come alive with conversation, teachers and students both thrive. Last year, teachers using TeachFX increased their student talk by an average of 40%. Can an app really do that? Even trying something like embracing extra wait time to create space for student talk can feel like a risk. But with TeachFX, teachers see the power of those practices in their own classroom level data. It's like having a personal instructional coach on your phone, tablet, or laptop. Best of all, Ruckus makers can start a free pilot with their teachers today. Go to teachfx.com slash better leaders to learn how and get started. That's right. Go to teachfx.com slash better leaders and start your free pilot with TeachFX today. If your students are struggling to stay focused and your teachers are showing signs of burnout, you need to act now. 
The good news is that there's a path forward. It is possible to lay the foundation for learning and to re-energize your teachers, and that's found in executive functioning skills. When students get practice with these skills, they can better self-regulate and they are more successful academically. Our friends at Organized Binder have released a new self-paced course that will teach you how to teach these executive functioning skills and set your students up for success. The goal of this course is to help your students be more successful and get teachers back to the work they are called to do. Learn more at organizedbinder.com go, help your students be more successful, and get your teachers back to the work they're called to at organizedbinder.com go. All right. Uh, how about like helpful lessons or takeaways? You know, what are some of those things that stand out to you and just like, wow, this is super helpful or I can't believe, you know, this works? You know, the, the application of books that we read, we don't focus on education books. We focus on leadership and it could be business. It could be CIA agents in their experiences and yeah. all the different things that uh, you experience as a leader, you know, being great at work, you know, leadership step-by-step, just all the little, because, I mean, they may be little uh, ideas and concepts, but that you could, that we can pull and are applicable to us as educational leaders. I mean, you know, the power of moments and like, Signing different events and making sure that everyone's engaged and that you're really intentional about your planning. I mean, that's one thing. I think, you know, it, it was a leadership step by step where it gives you, you know, some prompts about how you could actually, you know, have some uh, conversations and connect with folks. I'm thinking of it, you know, can't remember exactly, but it's, you know, when you have, when you're having a conversation with someone, Part of the discussion is, you know, you're trying to develop a relationship. You're like, oh, you know, I have someone that I know that has that same interest as you. This is why they got into it. Why did you get into it? Yeah. And that helps you really cultivate a relationship. Like, you know, those meaningless conversations can go away. You can have much deeper uh, conversations with folks. Which and, and it's just some of the ideas that we've been able to learn from over the last, you know, six, seven years that I've been in the mastermind. I mean, emotional intelligence 2.0 yeah. is, has been a really big one. Just understanding, you know, how we show up and, you know, what that impact can be on the folks that, are, that we're around. And then, you know, I've been able to share that one. And it gives you, you know, it gives you tools to help you in the different areas of, uh, you know, social, emotional uh, awareness and learning. So, I mean, I, I think there's, uh, I think being able to dig in and process this stuff with other leaders is, is amazing. Like we we get so much out of out of the texts that we read. Was there a, an exciting result that you achieved? You think with the help of the mastermind? And is there something that you attribute, you know, to that participation? If so, what what was it? You know, my preparation. For this position, like even when I transitioned from assistant principal to middle school principal and then from middle school principal to high school principal, being able to share just the fact that I participate and develop myself, I feel like it puts me at another level 
with like, and like, I'm not big into comparing myself to, sure. you know, to other candidates and who I'm, who I might have been up against for a particular job. But I know not everyone has the family that I have mm-hmm. uh, that, that helps develop them. And so I would say, you know, when I interviewed for my middle school principal position and I shared was just a few of the things that I learned from the mastermind, like mm-hmm. I felt like I got the job right there. What do you think the interview panel was saying in their heads as you're sharing that mastermind experience, right? And the support you have, what do you think they're telling themselves about? This is interesting. And is there something out there that I can do like this like this? It was like, you know, I was getting excited sharing about the mastermind and like how I felt like it's what it's helped me do. And, you know, they're again, going back to the excuse of people feel like, oh, you know, you're just you're just so wrapped up in your job, you don't have time to go beyond it. But you do. You prioritize. You prioritize. I think the hour of the mastermind plus, the, you know, however much time you spend with what we're reading, it helps you really focus on the small things that really make a difference. Right. The building relationships and establishing in the systems that help your school community grow and take those next steps. Like, I mean, yeah, I think I would say that probably every member of the mastermind has that ability to, you know, to do things. A leadership edge. Yeah, it's a huge leadership push. So how's life and leadership different now? You know, just, it gives me a strong perspective. I think, you know, just being part of the mastermind has helped me understand who I am and be able to say, hey, team, guiding principles, I'm really thinking about taking this next step. Yeah. What are your thoughts? You know, this is, you know, when I was coming into to, to California high school, you know, I threw it out there like, hey, these are some of the things that I'm walking into. What do you think I need to do to begin addressing and forming the community that I want. And so that guidance, that support at the very beginning has really helped me mature and set a pretty clear vision of what I want, which is building trust, building a trusted community because we didn't have that. Not to say that we're perfect right now, but all the feedback that I'm getting from parents, from students, I'll stop you there and brag on you because your superintendent visited. I know this story because we work together one-on-one. And uh, yeah, so you're there as superintendent and staff members are there and he's visiting or whatever and touring the school. And uh, I don't, you have to correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if it was multiple teachers. I know at least one teacher said, basically, Demetrius is the best leader I've ever had and I'm not leaving as long as he's here, right? And put that in the context of Schools that are just dying to retain, right, talent in teachers. And I'm assuming this is a teacher you want, you want to keep around because you didn't tell me, oh, Lord, you know, why did he or she say that? But to have, right, that is trust. That is relationship. That is culture building. So again, you know, kudos, kudos to you for, uh, for building that. And I guess, um, you know, so you've experienced a lot of success. I know there's more work to be done and I'm excited for what you're doing. And you also have a compelling vision of telling faculty, like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm sticking around 
all my kids I want to see go through here, right? And so I'm just curious, like with all the success you've experienced, what are you excited about next? You know, there there are a lot of things that I'm excited about. I think I was having a conversation a little bit earlier with uh, the teacher that is considering uh, getting into administration. And, you know, I was just, I was giving some of my background and things like that. And, you know, I'm really excited about growing the staff that I want to have teach my children. And, you know, it's like right now, she's like, well, you've got the built-in excuse. Like, you know, I didn't hire that person, but in four years, it's all on you. And I was like, you're exactly right. Yeah. You're exactly right. And so I'm really looking forward to that. You know, we've got a great staff and continuing to grow that staff. I mean, you know, you've got natural attrition every single year. Folks are deciding to go to different places, retire and all those types of things. So the opportunity is there to find really good people. And so, you know, going through the hiring process, really being intentional about our hiring practices. What questions are we asking? Who are members of our interview panel? Those types of things I'm excited to be a part of and see where we can grow, you know, our staff. And uh, just just the potential, I think, is unending. I mean, we've got some, got some facility challenges here on campus. And like, we're starting to see movement on things that haven't been addressed in 10, 15, 20 years. And so that is really exciting. Like, I don't know if we went out to the stadium, but we've got this Prex box that should have been condemned 20 years ago. And we've got the contractors out there that are looking for better preparing to bring in a temporary press box before we get a whole new renovation of our stands and a brand new press box. That's going to be cool. Yeah. And like, so all those things are happening. And so it's exciting. So like, you know, to be part of that. Yeah. I don't know that I'm the one that's the catalyst for it, but I'm excited to be part of it. And I'll take credit for it. You should. It was you. Awesome. What advice would you have for someone who was in a similar situation as you prior to the mastermind? Oh, finding a community is really important mm. because we know that there is such a high turnover rate when it comes to administrators and finding that community, finding the support will be crucial to your longevity. No one wants to necessarily bounce around from school to school community to community. So find that group that's going to help sustain you. I mean, because it's more than just your joy of the job, the joy of your career. It's about maintaining your health. And I that being part of the mastermind helps me, you know, I do some stuff that mastermind members think is crazy, but it helps me as part of my, uh, part of my therapy. And I think that it helps encourage other mastermind members as well. Absolutely. So I think that, you know, for those that are interested or, you know, aren't in a spot where they've got that community yet, it's something to help sustain you and uh, keep you going. You have something to offer just as much as the mastermind and other members have to offer to you. Yeah, for sure. How would you describe your mastermind experience in either one word or one phrase? Vital. Vital to where I am right now and where I will be 
eventually. Brilliant. Last question. Anything else you want to share? You know, I just want to encourage uh, listeners, whether you decide to pursue the mastermind, you know, encourage you to take a look, but find someone, a group to connect with. I think that's the most important thing. Uh, we need that as school leaders, whether it's something formal or whether it's something informal. Okay. Those that are in the education community know that there are always folks that are willing to help. And so seek those folks out. E-Money, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed. Mm-hmm.